Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. No, let's change our plans. Let's not watch something. <laughs> I mean, why should we watch something? We are here, huh? Oh, we have uh, something coming up here. Okay, awesome. Uh, my name is Christopher, and I'm I'm pastor in this church together with with a wonderful pastors team, and I'm so happy to see you. This is our English service. We have one Swedish service, 10:30 every Sunday, and an English service now at one o'clock. And, and and I'm so happy to see some new faces and some old faces. Not like you're old, but but I I seen you before. I seen you before. Um, and, and I think that we will have an awesome Sunday together. This is our kickoff kick off Sunday for a fall. And I know that some people are offended when you start to speak about the fall. But it's actually the last weekend in August. So the fall is coming. We all know it. Some of you are living in denial. But the fall is really almost here. And, and, and we are going to start up a seven-week series called Focus. And, and, and I want to create focus around the task God has given us as a church. But before we, before we, we really go into that, I, I just want to see if, so, if some of you can recognize yourself. Have you ever been into something important? You're working on something or, or, or you're into something. And then after a while you're finding yourself sitting, watching maybe cats that are falling or people that are falling. You know, like just some random clips and you're like... Oh, what, what happened? How many have been there? I'm, I'm working in a working group now with some people. And the one that made a structure for this group with the things that we're working on, I don't know why, but he made a structure in Facebook. <laughs> he made a group in Facebook and said, this is a good system. We use it. So every time I'm working on this project, I have to go into Facebook and into this group and find like the different documents we're working on. And... and and I'm, I'm not so easily distracted. I'm very focused on what I'm doing. But, but sometimes I find myself watching things. I'm like, oh, what is happening now? And I close down Facebook and I start to work with something else. I'm like, no, I, I should found a document on Facebook and I have to go in again. Because the focus just drifts, right? Uh, we tend to drift, for th drift away from things that we don't decide to focus in on. So we need to make up our mind what we want to be focused on. What we want to aim for in all areas of our life. And I don't know if you've heard this story about the two shows, shoe sellers that came to Africa many years ago. Two different companies, large companies were sending out salesmen to, to, see, to check the market in Africa for selling shoes. And the first, they came there and the first one he, he reported back to his company and said, the more, it's, it's a disaster. He was sending this old tel, 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 telegram, tel, something, something, before, before um, normal communication, okay? He was sending some, some, some old home. Uh, it's a disaster. No one is wearing shoes. I mean, it's, it's long ago. Almost no one is wearing shoes. 
And other salesmen were saying, this is awesome. No one is wearing shoes. <laughs> I mean, the market is huge because everyone needs a pair of shoes. Can you see? It? I mean, they were observing the same thing, but they saw two different things. Why? Because their focus was different. One was on the problem. Oh, no one really liked shoes here. But the other one was seeing the opportunity. I want us to focus in on some specific things this fall because I believe that God has some awesome things for us. And we have, let me see if we have this. Yes, you, you know um, a magnifier glass. You're, you're checking something out and all of a sudden it's almost like everything else zooms out and you're zooming in on this very thing that you want to see. It's also a toy for us that grew up before the iPads. I mean, that's what we were out finding some dry leaves and we tried to make some fire. Have you tried to do it? With this magnifying glass, we tried, tried to make some fire. And, and I mean, the sun is big, it's all over. But now it was zoomed together in one small point and a fire could be created because the energy was zoomed in. I believe that God will help us to zoom in to some important thing this fall because that's when we pay attention to those things I believe that God is going to do some miracles and movement in those areas. So together we're going to zoom in on some things all over the, a period of seven weeks and we're going to zoom in on the things regarding our vision and the vision in this church is that we want to be a church for all people. That means from people from all over the world, different nationalities, different nations, different backgrounds, for all people, to all nations. So we're also constantly doing missions in other nations because we want to reach out with the message that God has given us. And we want to live the book of Acts kind of lifestyle in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. And if you're new to church, you're wondering, what is book of Acts? Book of Acts is the first Christian history book and that's, that's like our blueprint for how to build a church. We want to have a church where you can experience God, where people is getting healed, where people is getting changed, getting saved, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Spirit, can hear from God. We believe in a God that is very active in our life and that's what we want to live. In the midst of Stockholm, we believe that God can do signs, wonders and miracles. Are we on that? So that's the vision of this church and we have seven different core values and um, that we we believe is helping us to see this vision come come to truth and one of these these core values we're going to preach one core value every Sunday for seven weeks and the first one is we make disciples we make disciples we believe that God has called us all to be disciple makers. He has called us all to share our faith with people that doesn't know him because God's heart is pumping for the people that doesn't know him yet. So I'm going to zoom in on this today. I hope you're fine with that. If you're not fine with that, it's fine with me because I hold in your mic so I, I can say what I want to say, okay? So it's you having problem. I'm going to preach about this anyhow, okay? So we're going to focus in, in on this and Jesus wanted the disciples to focus on this because right before he left the earth to go back to heaven, he gave them what we call the Great Commission. And in the Great Commission, he's zooming in on those things. Okay, we are in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28 and verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. So the first thing I want you to see is that they are eleven. 
there were 12 disciples I mean people that may, even if you haven't been to church before you probably know that Jesus had 12 disciples and some of you are like I'm going to church and I didn't know it okay <laughs> we have some things to work on here <laughs> and Jesus had 12 disciples but Judas was betraying Jesus he was letting Jesus down and betraying him to death and, and and sometimes when I meet people, maybe you're one of them. I met many people that say, "Ah, I've been letting I, I have been let down by Christians. I've been let down by someone in church. I feel feel betrayed by someone that call themselves Christians, and because of that, they have been fading away or drifting away from God. But I want to say that even if someone calling themselves Christian been betraying you or treated you wrong, it's no reason to drift away from God or drift away from church. I mean, Jesus Himself was betrayed by one of his disciples by one of the first churchgoers before a church existed but Jesus he rose from the dead he came back from the dead and he founded a church so I want to say if you have been let down trust again dare to trust again don't let one Judas betray you so that you will never ever get in contact with God again no get back on track and get in contact with God again the second thing I want you to see here is that they were disciples and, and, and a disciple if you just literally translate the Greek word it means a learner a learner of thoughts that is striving to live out the new thought so if you want to be a disciple you want to be a learner you want to develop you don't want to stay the same you don't want to be the same as you are today five years from now you want to change God loves you right where you are exactly as you are but he loves you far too much to to keep you the same to leave you the same he wants to change you he wants to teach you his ways and you need to strive and discipline yourself to try to walk into this new lifestyle that he is giving you okay so that's a disciple in, in English we have the word disciple because it has to do with discipline. You're disciplining yourself to try to follow Jesus and live in a new way. Verse 17. I know people get upset speaking about discipline. Can we speak about joy or something like that? We will. We will. <laughs> discipline gives a lot of joy. Uh, 17. Okay. Here we are. And this is a strange verse. I'm just warning you up front. Uh, when they saw him they worshipped him but some doubted I have always been struggling with this verse because the disciples have been with Jesus for three and a half years they have seen him raising Lazarus from the dead Peter been walking in water they've been multiplying food to to masses of people they have seen Jesus being nailed on the cross and now he's risen back he's alive he has scar nail marks in his hands and they can see that he was dead and he's now alive and some of them they start to worship Jesus and why is that important it's important because they've been thinking the whole time and debating is he God or is he just a very special man who is Jesus but now some of them are bowing their knees and they are worshiping him and in the Old Testament it's written that you should only worship God your God and God alone so if Jesus wasn't viewed as a God for the disciples, they wouldn't worship him. That's why it's important. They think now that Jesus is God. But some of the disciples are still doubting this. And, and, and you can imagine that Jesus would be upset. Like, really? 
How can you doubt this after everything I have done? After everything you have seen, how can you still doubt? And, and, and Jesus is just about to leave earth and go to heaven. And he's going to give the disciples, the 11 disciples, the task to share the love of Jesus. And Jesus died for everyone with all the people. And if they doesn't share it, he kind of died in vain. So it's important that they understand it. And now some doubt, some is doubting. That's a problem. You would say that Jesus, oh, okay, let's go back from the mountain. Let's go back. Let's speak about this. So why do you doubt? What's the problem? What doesn't you understand? Doubt means to be standing in two ways. You have one foot in this way and another foot in this way and you don't know what way to take. But Jesus doesn't sit down speaking about the doubts. He's showing them the way that they should walk in. And he continues with this in verse 18. He says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay? This is now the, the way that they should walk in. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the, end of the age. So the first thing he's telling them is that go and make disciples. He's giving them a command, commandment. I have all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore. Every time you read therefore you should ask yourself wherefore. wherefore? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, he has all power, all authority. Therefore. Go and make disciples. So why should you go and make disciples? Because Jesus has the victory. Jesus has the answer. Jesus has the joy. Jesus has the life. And what people are longing for, what people's heart is aching for, it is what Jesus has. Therefore, you should go and make disciples. People need Jesus. Therefore, go and make disciples. And we believe that we are going to make disciples. It's not just for, for someone preaching to lead people to salvation. It's for all of us. We should all share the faith that we have received. Why? Because the message we have received, the God that we are serving, is far too great and far too good to be kept in a church. We need to get the message out to everyone. All nations. How many is that? That's, that's a big vision. Like all people. Everyone needs to hear. And, and you can think, oh, it will never happen. Ah, it started with 11 disciples and now the gospel is almost in all, all of the world. But we still have some work to do. Should we, should we, we all should go out uh, everywhere. And it has to, has to do with going out because when, when, we are, when we are walking, when we are going, that, that, that authority has been activated. Sometimes you can feel like, ah, I have no authority, I have no power. No, but when you start to walk, it is activated. It is like you sitting in, in, in an awesome car with a lot of horsepower, a, a, a new car. And all power you need is right there. But if you don't start to drive that car, it's going nowhere. You need to turn on the engine and you need to get going. And you will re realize it's a lot of power in this car. And it's the same thing in your Christian life. When you start to share the faith you have received, when you start to pray for people, you will say, wow. God has given me something. There is some power right here and it's being released when you start to share it. 
the first time I preached, I, I have, I, I, I probably never seen so much result as that time. Why? Because I was afraid, but I choose to share the faith I have. And people receive Jesus and people are being changed. And Johannes that founded this church, he has often said that the miracle is in the movement. The miracle is in when we start to go. And so let's get going. Let's try, try, try to share what we have. In Luke's gospel, chapter 6, verse 38, it's written that give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you, you use, it will be measured to you. All right? So when you start to give, I think this is a principle that works for everything in our life. When you start to give, God starts to give to you back. A good measure, running over, shaking together, run, run, running over. So if you want to walk in His authority, start to use what you have. And maybe you feel like, ah, I don't have so much to share. I don't know so much. I haven't experienced so much with God. No, but take the little you have and start to use it. And you will see how God is going to give you more. It's written that one day Jesus was sitting watching the people giving offering at the temple. <laughs> Can you see Jesus sitting watching what people are giving and you can get nervous like <laughs> you don't really want him to see but then he sees an old woman coming with two copper coin giving it and the disciples probably said ah look at that woman she's giving nothing but Jesus says no she's the one giving the most because she's giving out her poverty and I think it's the same thing when you share what you have received with God when you share what you know, maybe you say it's nothing, but for God it's something. And God can take your little thing and turn it into much. Someone can be changed by your story. Someone can be changed by you giving what you have. So don't despise what you have, but use it. And when you use it, God is going to give you more. Are you with me? I remember when, I, when, when my grandpa was about to die a couple of years ago. He was about to die. I don't have close contact with him. Uh, he have never liked that I am in, into mission and things. He thinks it, he's been always saying it doesn't help anyone that you're going on these mission trips and are preaching this gospel. And, and there's no difference between Christianity and Islam. And like uh, I always felt he's far away from God. <laughs> but now he was about to die. And I started to pray for him back home. And when I was praying, I was praying, God, send someone his way. Send, send an evangelist to reach, reach out to him. And he's living, I mean, it's six, six hours drive from here. I, I don't have a close contact with him. And I was thinking, I will not meet him before he dies. Um, but as I was praying, the Holy Spirit whispered to me and said, call him. And I prayed louder, God, send someone to him. <laughs> send someone to him. And I just felt, call him. And I said, no, 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 God, send, send an evangelist. And after a half day, I called him. Uh, and, and I said, I, I've seen many miracles. I have seen blind eyes that are opening up. And I've seen lame people that start to walk. And I've seen a lot of miracles. But the biggest miracle I've ever seen is when someone is receiving Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. When they get peace in their heart and everlasting life. And I said that in the Bible it's written that if you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. And I said, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in God? And he said, yes, I have always done that. He have never confessed it, but he has always done it. And I said, okay, so can I pray with you? And we prayed a salvation prayer, and he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. 
And after that, it started to, to yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, now it's good if you die quick because you go right to heaven. It doesn't mess up. But he started to go to, to a church here and he responded to that faith. And <laughs> we're not online today, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> uh, but, 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 <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> that's how much faith I had. I was like, uh, but he responded to the faith. He started to go to, to a Lutheran church close by at times and, and God did something in his life. He was being saved, but it was some small copper coin. It was one phone call away and his life was being changed. His eternity was being changed. The second thing is baptize them. And, and, and when we speak about we making disciples, you can baptize someone. You can lead someone to baptism. And, and I want to speak to two categories of people here. Because some of you sit here and you are not baptized. You believe in Jesus, but you're not baptized. I will tell you why you should get baptized quick. <laughs> and, and, and if you're already saved, I want to say, I want to teach you something you can teach your friend that needs to get baptized. Because the baptism, some people are waiting to get baptized into I get some things figured out. They're waiting into I have been fixing my life and get my life in order and I'm or living better. Then I will get baptized. But that's not the way the Bible is teaching us about. Baptism is a power that is helping you to live a new life. Because in the baptism you are starting new with Jesus. You are being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why are we being baptized? Because you need the name. You need His name. To, and, and be able to use his name. I don't know if you've ever been taking a loan or when you go to a bank to, take, to make a loan, they want to check your name because there is a value of your name. They want to see how, what income you have, what resources you have, and then they evaluate if they should give you a loan or not. And, and if, you, if you're not good for enough of money, they can ask you to have someone that is like a, like a guarantee. That is guaranteeing your, 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 your loan. So someone else needs to come in that, that is making more money or having more resources. And they need to sign with their name on that paper. So if you cannot pay, they're going to pay. When you're coming and you're being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, you receive a new name. So, so when you're coming to the Father, you're not just coming in your own name. But you're coming and praying, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, I'm praying for this. And when you're using the name of Jesus, it is as if Jesus was praying it. Why can you use it? Because you have surrendered your life to Him. You have made Him your Lord and Savior when you're being baptized. So, so you, can, you can receive from that authority. All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. And when you're being baptized, you access all of that authority. I wedded my, my, my younger brother last, last Saturday. And, and um, they, had pick, they had picked a new name. I'm a bit traditional. Um, I want them to have our last name. I mean, it's our family name and we're just two sons. Uh, but they took another name. <laughs> they took my, my grandma's old name that no one else is having. Uh, and and I, no one else knows about the, the new name. So when, when I wedded them, I introduced this new family. I told the name and I saw my grandma sitting there crying because her name is not <laughs> disappearing. Um, but, 
but there is something special about the name because now my brother and his wife they have the same name they have a new family and the bible says that marriage is a covenant in a covenant you receive a new name but you also receive a covenant sign and that's the ring on the finger every time you look on the ring you know okay i'm in covenant with someone every time someone meets my wife they will say oh she's already taken and if they see me they know that they are in trouble if they if they approach <laughs> you know because it's a sign of the covenant in the old testament god told the people to circumcise all the males and that was the sign of the covenant praise god it's not the same sign in the new testament you don't need to get circumcised if you want to believe in jesus but he gave us a new sign and that circumcision that is speaking about the covenant is not a circumcision by 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 hand okay i read the scriptures that it's written like this in in colossians 2 11 in him in jesus christ you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by christ how how are you circumcised by christ by having been buried with him in the baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of god who raised him from the dead so when you get baptized you're coming down into the water you are being baptized with christ you're receiving a new new covenant mark so that the whole spiritual world i mean god the father himself all the angels all the demons the whole spiritual world when they look at you they see you are marked you have a ring on your finger you're circumcised to your heart and they understand jesus has marked you so if they mess with you they are messing with jesus if they're coming against you they're coming against jesus christ himself and they are in trouble why because he has all authority in heaven and on earth and you have access through that because you have been baptized are you with me and you can take up that new family name it's also a picture of you of a funeral when you are baptized you bury an old life where you were your own boss and lord and master and you did whatever you wanted but now you're coming up to a new life when you say Jesus you're now Lord in my life I want to follow you I want to live for you I want to serve you and I tell you it's much better <laughs> he's a better master than you he's going to to lead you into a far better life because you are now under his lordship so when we read the book of acts that is the first christian history book we can see that the people received jesus as the lord and savior and they got baptized at once so you don't need to wait another year or another month you can get receive the teaching about the baptism and you can get baptized actually you can get baptized next sunday if you want to come up speaking with me or one of the leaders hereafter we can we can explain more and teach you more and you can get baptized already next Sunday or maybe you have a friend that is has just gotten saved and you can teach them and you can contact us and we can also help help you teaching them and you can baptize your your friend next next Sunday because we make disciples and to follow Jesus baptism is a part of it all right point number three is this teach them so so you when, when you've been becoming a believer you start to teach other people 
and, and, and to be able to teach other people, you need to be taught something, right? And you start with what you have. You don't need to go five years in Bible school or study theology for 27 years. You can start with what you have. Because if, if you're met with Jesus, you have something to give. But you need two kind of people in your life. You need someone that is teaching you. Someone you can draw from. Someone you can learn from. Someone you can be inspired by. When you're around them, they help you to live closer to Jesus. And then you need someone else that you can pass on that teaching to someone else. So you're taking from someone here. And then you're giving it to someone else. And you're taking here. You become like a channel. It's something flowing through your life. You, 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 you receive and you're giving. You are not the end, end that is just trying to gather everything. <laughs> because after a while your arms will be full and you can bear no more. And that is happening to some Christian, Christian people that is, is always just receiving but never giving. And after a while you're full and you stop receiving. And the flow stops in your life. The authority stops in your life. But when you start to give out, when you start to serve someone else, you will see that there is an authority. There is a new hunger and, and drive in your life. Are you with me? Paul, Paul, the apostle, said to his spiritual son, Timothy. He said... And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Can you see like this is almost like running in a relay, 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 relay. <laughs> I'm happy with an American relay team. Because you get the relay stick, the relay stick from someone. And you're running your part of the race and you're handing it off to someone else. You're running your part and you're handing it off. That's what Paul is saying. Timothy, what you've heard me teach, take it. I don't own it. I gave it to you. Now you need to give it to someone else. And the faithful, the trustworthy people, they're now going to take what you give them and give it to someone else. So it's like a relay team running and passing that, that around. And that makes everything go faster than if you run by yourself. When, they, when they're running relay, um, 400 meters, they're running faster than if, if the fastest person in the, on earth is running 100 meters. Because you, you, together we are better. It starts to spread faster and faster and faster. That's why leading people to salvation, baptizing people, teaching people, it cannot just be a work for some pastors or preachers. It is for all believers that is what Jesus is saying and all believers includes you and some of you say I, I'm not a believer no it can change today <laughs> you can receive Jesus today you can receive that forgiveness and that awesome life today you have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm if you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy go online to soschurch.se we hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.